Hello and welcome to the uplevelmind.com podcast. My name is Drasco and I'm your host for this Real Talk segment where each episode I bring on a heart-centered entrepreneur and live on the call coached him through one central question. Are my business problems actually me problems? In that, I help them uncover why despite knowing all of the business strategies and having done all of the business courses, they are unable to get past their current revenue plateau. Each guest leaves with a deeper understanding of what inner narratives and patterns they need to overcome to realize their next revenue milestone. Without further ado, here's today's guest. Today's guest is Jen Romanovsky, who is a psychic medium, a soul healer, spiritual advisor, shadow worker, eclectic witch, practice magician, and a recovering alcoholic and founder of Sunshine Readings. Her passion is helping others learn how to step into their shadow so they can uncover their magical gifts, especially the ones that are needed to remove any energetic blocks to their soul's alignment. So Jen, thank you very much for being here. How are you doing today? I am good. Thank you for having me. You're it. very welcome. I I'm, tend to attract, uh, you know, like a self-development, spiritual woo crowd. Um, so this is like uh, right up the alley as far as uh, like the the more typical. Yeah, guests. I love uh, seeing some of the the words you used in your materials and stuff. I was like, yeah, he's gonna get this. He's correct. Get yeah. This. So yeah. I, I guess as a preamble, I get feel free to get as woo as possible. I, I have no issues uh, with any of that either. Certainly, we've had other guests uh, dive into that. But what I'd love for you to start us off with is, um, you know, it's like a long list of things that you do, right? And I know, especially with like spiritual individuals that dive into this kind of healing work, generally we didn't get there by accident, you know, like some, some stuff had to happen that really got us to our gift. So I'd love for you to just uh, tell us your story of, you know, what went down and how you got to doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, I get, I get asked this question often uh and it's really kind of two parts it's how long have you been doing this or how did you get into it um and often people are asking about from the business side so i've been doing this professionally and i describe professionally as taking money for 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 doing this work for two and a half years uh, but i've actually been on the spiritual path since i was 16 which is well over uh, i think 24 years at this point um where the professional side came about, uh, you noticed, you mentioned in one of that descriptions of me, I'm a recovering alcoholic. And so I, I hit my rock bottom on my 40th birthday, which was just uh, over three years ago now. And um, it was pretty horrible and filled with a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. And I was horrified at the, the human I was in that instance, I really was, and knew I did not want to be that. And so I, I, I had, that was, that rock bottom was actually the second relapse of the year because I had attempted to stay uh, sober by myself. And so um, that was on vacation. So as I came back from vacation, um, the agreement with my partner at that time was that I had to stop trying to do it alone and had to go to AA. And so I stepped into AA, 12-step program, and was really kind of shocked and surprised at how spiritual of a program it was. Um, a lot of times people think it's very Christian-based. And yes, if you're, the area that you're in has a high 
you know, predominance of Christianity, that is going to be the spiritual belief of a lot of folks. Um, but the area that I am in, um, which is you know, in Dearborn, Michigan, uh, it's not all Christians. And so all of the meetings that I would step into were so incredibly respectful of other spiritual paths that I felt a lot of comfort being able to embrace what I had been identified as my own spiritual path, which was, you know, I, I beat my own drum, I explore my own spirituality, and, you know, I define it myself, and who, you know, what I believe in is up to me to define. That's my, that's even still to this day, a lot of what I teach my clients is it's up to them to define what their spiritual path is, and so here I was 90 days into finally starting to see some clarity in my my mental space and I knew I needed something to keep me on that spiritual path because um, you know Christians or even like uh, we have a high Islamic population around here and Jewish they have churches and they have a weekly type of thing that they often are going to with their community and though I had my AA meetings I didn't have anything else outside of it and so I kind of created my own weekly ritual and decided to jump online uh, because at that time too, I had realized um, that in my alcoholism, I had isolated myself a lot. Uh, and so I jumped online and started offering um, tarot readings just, just to get my, give back to people and to stay in touch with my own spirituality. And, uh, uh, yeah, in January of 2020, just about four months uh, into my sobriety, um, Sunshine Readings was born through me needing something to keep me sober. Yeah. That's amazing. And I I mean, I say this all the time on the podcast, but it, it's true every single time, right? Like so many instances where somebody related to this healing work oftentimes where they end up when, like you say, you take it professionally, we start to get paid for it. There's that recurring theme of like, my mess becomes my message, right? Like that, that was the thing that got me to here. And now that is the thing that I'm passing on and, and sharing. So thank you very much, A, for doing that. And B, I think the addiction aspect on whatever spectrum of addiction you fall into, whether it be something that I, you have to go to an AA meeting for, or, you know, scrolling on my phone, uh, every single entrepreneur deals with their aspect of addiction. Sometimes they don't even know what they're doing is addiction. So I think that's also a very important thing to talk about. Um, so in that vein, I'd love for you to then just break down what are the challenges that you're experiencing in your business right now that, that you wanted to bring here today? Yeah. Um, well, first off, I've got to say the fact that you're recognizing addiction and you're like commenting, yes, yes, thank you for saying that because so many of us don't realize, right, that what is like distracting us from really living or doing what we want to be doing. And it's often because we're, we're um, distracted by something we're addicted to. I, I say I'm a recovering alcoholic, workaholic, perfectionism, and control freak. Those are actually the four things that I'm in recovery for, if you were wondering. Um, Today, what brings me here is, so for the last two and a half, we're almost going on three years, I have been actively working on growing Sunshine Readings, aligning myself for what I believe my true purpose is in this world, you know, in this incarnation of my life. 
Um, and I've done so while holding a corporate job as well. And so I'm in this very interesting place right now where I feel a very strong calling to do my purpose. Yet I actually love what I do in corporate. And so I feel, I don't, that's why I kind of said when we were chatting, when we started, like, I don't even know where I may be stuck. Like, I don't even know what it is that's prohibiting me from being able to grow the business or, you know, there's pieces of me that feels like I need to step out of corporate. And this big question mark keeps popping up in my head of like, do I really, maybe it has a different view. Maybe it has a different picture. I don't know right now. Um, so I'm in this very interesting place in both my life and my business of what happens, what's, what's prohibiting me from whatever needs to happen next. Right? Okay. So because I know you deal with these types of questions with your clients, how do you think you might answer your own question? Mm. Oh. Mm. Uh, people often ask, they're like, do you do this work on yourself? And I'm like, yes, but I still, I still suffer from an ego. So it's harder to do it on yourself. Right. Amen to that as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there are pieces of me that have um, chattered, you know, you call it that head trash. Uh, and there is some of this head trash that goes, oh, but corporate needs me. They just, they just, they need me. Like they're not going to be, how would they ever survive without me? Right. So there is some of this, you know, story there of like, no, I'm so desperately needed in that role. Um, and on the, the flip side, there is this, in my own business, there's this piece of, um, wow, if I step out of corporate, I'm out of corporate, like a safety net is gone, you know, and then it is all on me. And I don't know if it's, if it's, um, and these are really the places that I've been at. This is exactly the work that I would explore with my own clients is like, let's talk about it. Where does this show up? Where does this, and I don't know if this is fear right now uh, because it doesn't feel in my body like how I would normally recognize fear, right? Um, or is it actual, you know, not so much fear, but, you know, like, okay, you just need a better, you just need the plan. So I, I do have, I told you I'm a, a, a workaholic and a perfectionist. So that, that right there is like, am I actually creating um, this need for perfection in order to avoid even stepping? So I'm, I'm really not positive. And I have been, I've had these conversations with myself for probably about 30 days now, Drasco. Okay. Where I just, explored these various questions and I uh, I myself have not been able to get the light bulb to, to pop. Okay, fair enough. So, I mean, you're, you're in the right place as I told you before. Mm -hmm. um, so one thing I, I just want to ask you from what you said, so you said like corporate needs me, right? Like, like how would they survive without me? Like that's the narrative. So if you were to turn that around and say, I need corporate, how does that land for you? 
Hmm. So there is right now that it's a true statement, right? Right now, um, I have, I have not switched the, the, the revenue, um, percentage. Right. Right. So then just, so, I don't want to cut you off for the sake of cutting you off. It just, if there's red flags or anything that I want to explore, or get clarification on, I'll point that out. It's, it's not that I'm trying to disqualify what you're saying. Um, because you just mentioned, okay, so I haven't switched the revenue, right? And when you were talking about corporate needs me, your follow-up where your brain went to was, well, how would they survive without me? So if you flip that around, how would I survive without them? Yeah. And so this is the really interesting thing is like, I know I like, there is this viewpoint in this picture where I'm like, well, I would just, I'd have, I'd have all my ducks in a row and I'd be able to do this and the the time and the space to go out and get the additional clients or have the space to do the coaching um, to make up the, would be there at that point. Right. And so like, this is where I, I, you are like spot on in some of the struggle. I can hear that narrative. I understand and see that, but then there's this piece of like, no, you, you wouldn't creating that stepping out of corporate would create the additional space that I would need they actually no longer need them, right? Right. So then just to kind of bring that back full circle, right? So there's a level of projection in that narrative, right? Mm -hmm. Everything that I'm saying, like corporate needs me, they wouldn't survive without me. It's actually about me. I need mm -hmm. them right now because the safety net is gone if I, like, so I can't survive without that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Right? So, and, and I'm just saying that because words are important because it's, mm -hmm. it's, if you're projecting it, corporate needs me, you're not actually like you're one step removed from where you need to shine the light bulb. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. like number one. Um, and it seems to me like that resonates with you. Yeah. 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 Okay. It does. Got it. So if you then dive deeper into that, so what are you afraid of? Of the I need corporate. Like what, what fear bases up in that? Um, some of the fear is a bit of, uh, there are certain benefits and things that come about with court, like you know, here in, in the States, you know, our, our corporate pays for our healthcare. Right, they pay for our healthcare. They pay for short-term disability. They pay for a number of various different benefits, um, and so there's a bit of like, oh snap, do I know and understand how to replace all of that? Right? Do I do I the self-trust? Like yeah. I'm afraid that I don't yeah trust yeah, myself to be able to replace that safety net. Yep, um, and I have started doing some of the looking of pricing out and looking in, and doing some of the research. Um, gosh, and now, now it's even this, uh, it's like uncomfortableness just settled over. I kind of went, um, you know, like, uh, duh, if you just wrote down, cause I'm spectacular at executing a to-do list. Um, if you just wrote down the things that you needed to have in place, um, would things be different? Um, Right. So awareness isn't really an issue here, right? Like you're, you're very, but like, I didn't even have to prompt that. You were like, okay, yeah. So the next logical step is like, write down what needs to happen to be 
make yeah. this transition. So it's not it's not about the tactics. It seems yeah. to me at this no, point. No, it's 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 not. It's not. It's not about the tactics. I don't struggle with um, the ability to execute or anything of that nature. Like when when things are identified, there is really the this place of letting go, like uh, letting go of the of, of of the corporate job. There there is this just piece of it that for some odd reason, and I um, you know, I've been doing uh, some of the work that I'm actually right now personally trying to um change about myself is speaking my truth when it comes to these difficult conversations right so like there is also like i have to now go talk to my corporate job about this hey by the way and this is like because i've committed to them that i'm not going to be like here's a two-week notice right it's just i live with very high integrity and it in the role that I am, if, if I was in my manager's shoes and somebody said, here's just two, I would just be dead. Like it would put them in a very hard place. So I don't want to do that to them. So I, I owe and have told them they know about this. They know about my business. They know about, you know, wanting to transition. I, even at the beginning of this year, we, I went from a 40 hour work week to a 30 hour work week with agreements of them. So like, they're completely aware. There is no, like, hiding anything. And, and so I keep going, like, why am I not just having these conversations? So what's so scary about trusting yourself to go all in? <sighs> mm. I... I'm this, I, and I'm not, I'm not going to, this is, this, this is the question I have yet to be able to answer. I'm not joking. This is the question that I've yet to be able to answer. Like, it's like, I'm, it's like, I'm not answering that question because once I do, now I'll know what I need to change to like, there's step nowhere over. to hide. There's yeah. nowhere to hide. I, you know, and this is, this is like the craziest thing. This is like, like no joke why I'm like, maybe Drasco could help me get through this because I can't come up with the answer. Why am I not? Why am I not having these conversations? Why am I not just taking the leap, right? And there's this pieces of me that kind of come into this place of like, well, there's no going back. And it's like, well, no, duh, there's no going. You just go forward. Like, come on now. This is what you've always done. Um, right. And again, like you, you like logically, this all makes sense to you. It, it is the internal fear and kind of like discombobulation that's <sighs> that that's causing the suckness right so there is and i'll i'll share this because yep. it this is the first like feared response where my body actually felt fear mm. um and the the thought that came through my mind and um i have a very challenging relationship with my parents I've gone no contact with them back in April. So I have not talked to them since then. And I just ran this story through my head of like, I'm horrified at telling my parents I'm leaving my corporate job. And that was where, that was the first time I actually felt fear again. And then I went back to this whole place of like, but wait, you're not talking to them anyways. Right. But there is probably, you know, a little girl 
Jen uh, in there that is terrified of speaking her truth and showing them that she can trust herself. Yeah, yeah, very, very much. And I did not, I didn't ex- like. There's this weird place right now that I'm in that I'm going like, oh my god, did you go no contact? Because you knew that you could like you you just could not have that conversation like mm-hmm. i like not even i didn't it's another use, protection I, mechanism yeah like i don't want to have that conversation with them right like i don't want and now i don't even have to have that conversation because i'm not even talking to them about it but is that creating this whole weird energetic within me um that i just uh yeah, another kind of reason to not. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't even know that I've. Um, this, this is piece of me is like, no, you don't want to fucking face that. Excuse me. You know, you do not want to even address that. Like, mm-mm. um, but yeah, I'm. So just from the outside looking in, um, to just reflect all of that back, right? Mm-hmm. The through line here is creating narratives structures obstacles or conditions that really reinforce and enable the current default the current comfort zone to just continue to perpetuate yeah right Mm -hmm. so that resonates with you yeah yeah like (laughs) i'm watching in my head (laughs) god all of these like stories that i'm creating to not leave corporate like to not like oh well like like, i can't like all of these things like and and not even that i would have recognized them as such right not as not even though i would recognize them like this whole not talking to my parents and you know, like, oh, I can't really leave. Like, how am I, why would that even matter? I don't, I don't even know. It's so, so, it's so yeah, there's probably layers, especially with the parent conversations, probably not just about that. That's just uh, another projection. But if you were to take all these realizations and now zoom out a little bit, how are they a problem inside of your business? Continuing to stay in corporate is challenging my mind space right now a lot of, um, you know, so I've got 30 hours that I'm spending on something every week that is not aligned to like my purpose, my passion and where I want my life to be having an impact. Um, that's a, that's a problem in my business. That's, that's 30 hours just in a time space, let alone when I shut down for those days where my head is continuing to spin with the, the, my corporate related stuff. Sure. So then, and I'm just going to invite you to get even more specific there because technically what you just described is okay. Being in a corporate environment takes up a lot of mental real estate Mm-hmm. right which is more of a description of my state 
how is that specifically a problem in or with your business? I am not able right now because I can't spend that time. I'm not able to grow my team in the fashion that I would want to like spend the time with them to be able to actually grow to support me so that I could not have to worry about certain things. Sorry, and this um, is team within your current business? Yeah, within my current business. Okay. Yep. And I'm just, I'm not able to, like, it's like, even though I have time set aside to work with my individual clients, like literally in revenue generating hours, I don't even have time right now to identify what's not working in my business. So I don't have time. So, okay. So I don't have time to even identify what's wrong in the business. So that is again, a me problem, right? I think that's kind of what's unpacking here. Like Mm -hmm. these are states that your current setup impacts your ability to do certain things. Yeah. But the business itself, like if you take that one layer deeper, how is that a problem? It's not generating the revenue that I would want. Okay. So it's, I don't have the capacity to generate the revenue I want. Mm-hmm. Okay. In terms of both mental real estate and time. Correct. Okay. And how does that make you feel? Um, really pissed off because for years in corporate, I've helped corporates, corporations make millions upon millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. So it's like different standards for the other versus different standards for myself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So that is also not an alignment. Now, if you look at things like, okay, so I'm not aligned with my purpose, my passion, my impact. How is that? Like, what are the consequences of that to you personally? personally there's a there's a there's a handful of things that it that it impacts you know the the uh, personal satisfaction that we that you get just in living right like that like life just living in itself like gives you the sense of wonderment and awe and so the less i'm actually doing aligned the less wonderment and awe that i feel in life mm-hmm. um so basically a lack of fulfillment in what you spend the majority of your week doing. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, and I'm choosing these, that, those words carefully because I, I, there's fulfillment that I receive within corporate because I do lead a team and I am impacting people's lives and I am changing things for the better. There is fulfillment that I receive there. It is not in comparison to the level of like wonderment and awe that I, I receive when I'm, truly watching people transform their like their individual life right like to see them wake up to see their light bulbs go off it's not that type so there's still fulfillment but it is not the level um, right so it's it's more a difference maybe of there there's fulfillment on both ends like i i hate my job and i gotta quit but i'm not like willing to quit it is i'm fulfilled on both areas in different ways what's missing is the impact Mm -hmm. Right, like that, yeah. that ripple impact of 
I do X. Here is the impact in person. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of in, in my own personal business, I look at the impact that I have in these individuals' lives, then trickles itself down to impact their lives. Mm. And, you know, it's like, I, I don't have children. And I've told, I've, I've answered this question before with people like, you know, why don't you have children? And I'm like, well, I've never wanted them, but I look at my role in life as being able to help the mothers and the parents and the fathers, right? Feel better in their lives because then they get to benefit their children's lives. So I actually impact more children in that fashion. Than it's your I way to I... nurture, right? Like yeah. that, that's your yeah, very, nurturing. Very much so. Very much so. And like, I still have these components in my corporate. And that to me is a big piece of like, that is my biggest struggle of pulling myself out of that is that there is still pieces like I am allowed to still nurture and to help lead and to grow the team that I have in my corporate it's just not at, it's not possible to do at the scale that I can right. do in my so I think for you the distinction here in the typical quote-unquote story of this is you're not going from like bad to something that's aligned you're actually moving from good to great Right, which I think is is an added layer of comfort. Mm. It's like there's no urgency to actually move because it's good. Mm-hmm. Why, why? Like I, if I got to give up good to go through a tumultuous period of uncertainty, facing all the things we're talking about right now, which you know, when you get into like all those fears related to to parents, which in terms of letting go, in terms of self trust, right? Especially for somebody who's gone through addiction. There's going to be a big wounding. Like, how do I trust myself when I've had so much evidence in my life where I wasn't able to trust my own word and, and to do the thing, right? It's like, how do I give up good to really face all of that? So what what lands for you there? You know, I that, that self-trust is really what... You know, I don't know that I necessarily viewed it as as like a lack of self-trust. You know, you've said it and it's kind of like poked me a couple of times when you've used those words. And I'm like, oh, no, I, I, I trust myself. Um, and it's it's interesting because when I see this, it's like, the way that that story plays itself out isn't doesn't play itself out of like self lack of self-trust or not trusting the story that's playing myself out is, at the end is this like ridicule of failure right you know and and it, and it's really weird to me to even say that because like i believe in failure failure is a part of how we we get anywhere we need to be in life right like you have to be willing to fail you have to be, you know, willing to accept failure. And, and, and like I do, but there's this like weird story that's playing itself out of being angry at, at people for judging me for failing at the end. Like, how dare you? You never take, you never took that risk. Like why? And, I, and so now here goes this story that I've got to share of, of my, my dad. Um, my dad has told me this story and I, I, I never realized, I guess, this. Um, playing in my head right now. My dad has told me the story that once upon a time, he 
had a friend that was an entrepreneur that would always try to pull them into their schemes, right? In every way, shape or form. And my dad would, no, 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 no. One of them, my dad was, the, the guy asked my dad to join him at a um, up and coming franchise uh, meeting. So this was a new franchise that was just looking to come into the Metro Detroit market. And they were looking for five people to buy in. And um, I don't remember the exact price, but it was ridiculously low for a you know, franchise at that time in the early 80s. And it was like something along the lines of the buy-in is probably like 50 grand or something of that nature. And my dad decided, no, he wasn't going to do it. It was too much. 50 grand was just too much. Well, lo and behold, um, that's Wendy's now. Right. And my dad turned it down and uh, has has admitted to me, you know, there was regret, but in the same breath has never uh, admitted to me that, you know, he, he was bummed that he didn't accept it, but has never truly admitted like how his life would have changed if he would have done that, like how things would have been different. And there's this piece of this story that's kind of running through in my head of, um, I don't, I don't know, maybe taking that leap and doing this would be a foolish and crazy thing to do, but on the same breath also, um, there's this piece of would I regret it? And I don't, I don't know if I didn't, I didn't take the leap. I, I really, it's so, so I mean, in that vein, like if you explore that, because your brain went there. And it's a story yeah. about your dad. Like the ultimately it's got nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. How are you playing out the exact same story of your dad? I know. And that's the, that's the, that's like, that's exactly like the, the kind of the messed up thing that's popping up into my head right now of like, yeah. wow, are you really going to allow this to happen? You know, I just think about his life being different, our life being different, like everything having been different. And here I am facing like the same exact scenario, scenario, I mean, maybe not exactly the same because I'm building my own business. I don't have a franchise sure. I'm buying into, but I have all the capabilities and, and competencies to be able to run and operate a business. That's not a question. I have the money right now to be able to invest and help to grow and potentially, you know, leap myself out. It's not a, not a bunch, but it's enough that I could shake off corporate and struggle for three so months. If you while pause it- that story. Balance, right? yeah. a, a through line of even with your dad, like he, like one of the things you mentioned, like he never actually allowed himself to envision where that could have gone. He's just in regret. You are not in regret because you actually haven't. Well, maybe. I mean, you you let me know, but it sounds to me like okay, it's I'm seeing the parallels in our story. Mm-hmm. I know I have all of the pieces, just like he could probably have gotten all of the money, mm-hmm. and the other parallel here is like i have not once heard you talk about what is your vision for the business Mm. right what is your grand vision of that purpose passion impact yeah how does it feel to even think about your boldest vision right now i mean That's interesting. I I don't even know that I've sat in it for for a while. Right. So even just pause right there. Yeah. Right. 
I asked you about what's your biggest vision for your business? Your body completely shut down and you didn't have an answer. I know what it is. I'm, I'm sitting in my, my lack of answer is the shock that I haven't, I haven't sat in that feeling in a while. Right. So what feeling have you sat in? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like the feeling I've sat in is how am I going to get there? Right. right. How am I going to leave? How, how so am I going to get the, there? The lack of certainty. Right. Yeah. Like I, I've sat in the doubt in the lack of certainty yeah. of having, if I follow X, Y, Z path, I know my vision will get there. But as you already know, your vision is a unique representation of you that's going to be built by you. And it doesn't like, it doesn't have a path. It has your unique signature to it. Yeah. Right. So you haven't actually even sat in the vision. You've sat in the unvision. Like you, you've sat in very well, like wrapped up, excuse of well no i need the path i need to sit in the, like i need to figure it out i need to know the how mm. you know what i mean so it's like another mm. ripple another mask of that fear energy yeah well that's another i think even a, the fear that addiction energy that perfectionist that control freak that needing to know how yeah. right yeah. um and it was just crazy because i i often tell myself like i don't care how right it's a, it's a matter of you know following whatever signs are going to get there. Right, which sounds great. And you know that intellectually, Yeah, but, but you're afraid to embody that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh. to not kind of sit in this space, right? If we zoom out mm -hmm. a little bit again, because at the end of the day, like your business isn't selling iPhone cases. Like it is doing transformational work mm -hmm. with other human beings. Yeah. How do you think your meekness and hesitation translates into the impact of other people's lives? Mm. You just, you just kind of lit a fire there. Um, you know, I don't, I, and it's interesting because there are so many things that I've just jumped, you know, uh, if you're aware of the woo, you know, the fool is not a card that I'm unfamiliar with just taking the leap. You know, when I left my last corporate job, I had nothing lined up, right? Even last year when I said, Hey, I'm going part-time. I was like, if you don't like it, then we'll part ways. Right. And so now here to your, to your point of, there may be other clients that are actually needing me to make this as well, right? To see, to let go, to not, you know, um, allow this stuff. And I, I, I looked at it from that perspective. Yeah. Like if you imagine the end of your life and you have to go and you knock on the door of every single person who you could have helped while being in this space of inaction, indecision, and you now have to apologize. Like I could have helped you. I could have given you insights that were needed at that time of your life. What comes up for you? Mm. 
I mean, the, the only word that comes to mind is, is the regret of, of not doing it. You know, I'm sorry. I should have been a better example. You know, I should have shown you that taking the leap is always going to lead uh, to something better. Now, 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 now I'm even seeing the, the mirror of something else in my, in my personal relationship that I have going on right now that I've been asking them to like shit or get off the pot. <laughs> and here I have something in my life that I'm, I'm struggling with. So man, what a, um, interesting perspectives that you've painted and in that space right like i'm sure you have clients where you walked them through how to take a leap of faith as well oh yeah absolutely yeah absolutely right. I so have. in terms of like because you said integrity is something that's very important to me yeah. right even though i know it's, it's not conscious and i know you're not intending by any means to like be harmful to anybody and this isn't even a malicious thing but energetically right mm-hmm that there's going to be a disconnect in energy there of I'm telling people to do the thing that I myself am at least not willing to do. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it right away or it's got to look a particular way, but there's a lot of head trash and friction and resistance around doing the thing I coach people to do it with. So it's like a next level of your own evolution there. Yeah. 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 And it's uh, the question that, pops in my head now is is why have I because it, it, it all starts with a conversation with my managers and my corporate job why have I delayed that and I mean ultimately the, the thing that I just want to bring to your attention as well it's like right now it's evident how much mental real estate is occupied in the limbo oh, all God. the different versions of like I don't know why housing like it's a lot of hemorrhaging of your mental, emotional, and energetic resources. And the reason why I bring that up isn't just to, you know, add another layer to this conversation. It's also like you're in a very unique position to go from good to great. That doesn't mean I got to drop everything that I'm doing, go into this crazy, uncertain, tumultuous time and move forward, right? I don't, I don't feel like it's necessary. Like what's necessary is exactly what you've described that you already understand tactically. I got to know what I need to transition. I'm good at executing. So I got to know what to execute. It's like from the outside looking in, I feel like there's actually a lot of space for you to build the equivalent or more, let's just say financially in terms of like a financial, either safety net or just momentum in what you're doing right now without having to to, to quit. It, it, I, I don't feel that energy from the outside looking in. I think the friction point to that isn't this binary, I got to quit or like shit or get off the pot energy. It's the amount of energy I'm wasting, hemorrhaging around all of this doubt, et cetera, is what I could be reallocating to making the smoothest transition into stepping into my grandest vision but it's going to require facing all these aspects of myself. Because regardless of whether you quit tomorrow or you quit in a year while making this new business, like what it can be, you're going to have to face all of these things that we talked about today. And then just a matter of, do I face it while having a good, comfortable position or do I face it 
while I'm now falling at the same time. And, you know, there's other layers yeah. of like real survival needs that are there. So what, what lands for you there? Yeah, no, I, and I, and I think you're, you're kind of hitting on part of why I'm exploring this now. I know I don't have to like, you know, cut off my arm in order to, to, to make all of this happen. I know that there's the possibility to be able to like step into this, um, in a better way you're spot on with the mental space i call it crazy making when you get like um it's very common with with uh folks you know that have uh, addiction in their um their past they get these mental you know cycles where they don't real they're spending more time thinking about things than they're actually taking action on and uh it, it, it just it, it can make you feel crazy um so that that definitely hits around yeah like regardless of now or late all of these still have to be faced looked at you know accept you know rewritten if it's a story that's not true and not serving um yeah so i i would agree with that i'm uh <sighs> So what's coming up for you right now? Um, right now, there is uh, you know, the word that comes to mind is some disappointment of, you know, like, why do I have to make this so complicated? You know, like really, it's just these are these are conversations. Um, you know, I have this tendency to you know, get you know caught into these mental patterns um, and make things very black and white around like have to quit have to not and so like right well going back into the like perfectionism like it's either got to be this or it's got to be that like there's not uh, a lot of room for the the middle end of the continuum yeah. right yeah. so yeah i think that's just holding the mirror and the light to those patterns right the part of the reason you got to them is because judgment and inner critic is going to be a big part of mm-hmm. your process right that that's very common with addiction right so now that the light is shined where you didn't want to look the first default reaction is going to be well if i judge myself then i'll get better right and and we all know nobody's really judged their way to success so i I think i I just stress that to just normalize your reaction right now i think it, it makes sense given everything that you've shared and I invite you to just consider the reframe. Like this is something that you can either put in the trunk and it's going to weigh you down and continue perpetuating this, or it's something that's going to go in the tank and, and really propel you forward. Right. So that, that's kind of what I bring to your awareness. So what, uh, what comes out for you when I share that? Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with that. I'm not really much of a, fan of allowing anything to be baggage to weigh me down. I prefer 
prefer much more to use things from a uh, from a fuel perspective. Uh, it's just it's very interesting to me. Um, where where my head's going with this is, I mean, there's a couple of pieces. There's like this piece of my head that's going, okay, like now what am I going to do, right, with all of this information? And then there's this other side uh, uh, that's going like, stop, right? Like, don't do, you don't have to do anything right now. Just recognize that this is what you're going through, that these, you know, these are the things that, that are like popping up in this conversation. Um, I have spent uh, the last couple of months doing a lot of things. And so these last couple of weeks, I've been trying to just create space to not do things. And so that's really what's coming up for me is this mental reminder of these conversations are what's needed for me to be able to stop and to reflect and to look at these things. But it, I do not need to take any action right now um, because what I actually need is to come back into some state of like homeostasis and then see where everything's at. Because um, it's been hard for me to be there. You jokingly said the addiction of like, um, you know, being on our phones and stuff. I literally bought a, a locker for my phone because that is, that is, the, la that is the, the next thing, addiction that I have been trying to face has been my um, phone distraction. Um, I just feel like I haven't had the space to settle and to be and to feel these things. Um, and that's really what I think I need to do right now is to feel what we've talked about um, and not try to like do anything with it besides that. Yep. I would uh, agree with you hundred um, percent. So in that space, why don't you begin to close us off and just summarize in your words, you know, what did you come into this conversation thinking was your business problem and what was your aha moment as the result of the conversation? Well, my business problem is not being able to generate the revenue goals uh, that I had set. You know, my aha is really all of these stories that I've created that has capitalized my mental and energetic space around this, around this whole business versus corporate and the question of like, why do I even have to have business versus corporate? I think that's really been a lot of what I've been trying to feel into. And I think you just, during this session, we just, we kind of really um, hit the light bulb on I've been trying to control this. Yeah. Kind of going into the control freak pattern. So absolutely makes sense. So I think it's a beautiful summary. Mm -hmm. So if you can then just close us off, uh, let everybody know where to find you, who's the best person to find you. Floor is yours for that. Uh, well, my name is Jen Romanowski, but in business, I go by Sunshine. So you can always find me on sunshinereadings.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well, um, Sunshine Readings. You can go ahead and search and find that. And uh, email is always a really great option, sunshine at sunshinereadings.com as well. You want to reach out. Beautiful. Well, as always, we'll include that in the show notes. Uh, Jen, thank you very much for coming on. And uh, for everybody else listening, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, Jessica. <laughs>